Hello and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we will cover a Dharma teaching titled Sati Protects the Chitta. Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Summary This is a talk given by Ron Paul Tate at Wapping Mapon on November 15, 1980. Translated by Stephen Towler and reprinted with his kind permission. Sati protects the citta. Focus your attention on the citta. When we practice meditation, we rely on sati. Sati is important. Consistently focus mindfulness on the citta. Confine your attention to the citta. When you see the citta, focus your attention there, and then you will understand what this desana is about. This citta is the only thing that you need to take care of. Nothing else matters. The citta is superior to the sense organs and every part of the body. It rushes about all over the place and delivers anxiety, worry, pain and suffering. This is all because of the citta. If we take care of the citta and have it behave with propriety, it will see the suffering and white hot trouble that it brings and when it does, these things will cease. Happiness will be achieved. In so much as we do not understand the citta, not having sati there to protect it, the citta flits from one form of suffering to another. It stays in this state until it understands what's going on. When it does understand what is happening, happiness follows. At present, it does not have a clue as to what is going on, so it continues to flit about. This is why the citta is our number one priority for care and protection. Every aspect of meditation converges on the single spot, the citta. So you only have one thing to take care of. I want you to earnestly and sincerely protect your citta. Right now, we are going to sit in meditation and listen to a desana. We're going to take control of the citta and place it in a cocoon of sati. Sati is one that watches over the citta. When the citta rests in the cocoon of sati, job done. Sati is the one who continually protects and cares for the citta. Sati is mindfulness. The citta is the one who thinks, who ruminates, who flits about. In these circumstances, this is how we define sati. If there was no citta, there would be no sati. If there was no sati, there would be no citta. In truth, they are one and the same, but they exhibit different characteristics. They have different functions. Sati is like a nursemaid. The citta is like a toddler. Sati looks after the citta all the time. The nursemaid has to be watchful of the naughty child. 
else, it might get into trouble or fall or hurt itself. Whatever happens, one must maintain sati. The nursemaid must be ever-present. Before the toddler can face danger, a little time must be spent raising the child. Several years may pass as the child grows up. When some maturity has been reached, there are other things to look out for, such as being mischievous and playing around all the time. One must guard against these things. It is necessary because you are still dealing with a child. Caution must be exercised at all times as the child develops through teenage years and onwards. When it misbehaves badly, sati must be applied constantly until the child is grown up. Sati must be aware of the very first thought right through the flitting around and the chasing down of every possible avenue for suffering. Sati must provide non-stop protection. As far as the child is concerned, it has a physical body, and when we cocoon the chita with sati, it's like it too has a body. It becomes clear to see. Whether the chita is at home, or away, or running around all over the place, all becomes crystal clear. It really does seem to have an embodiment. When we look at the chita and cocoon it with sati firmly established, it will converge into a single spot. The heart, that is to say, it will be centered. Then it has nowhere abouts. Wherever the singularity is encountered, that is where the heart is, right there. It is neither inside or outside, above or below. The heart is centered. Where is it? Right in the middle. Train Sati to cocoon the cheetah so that it consistently reaches the singularity. Then it will gradually obtain the strength and ability to investigate various things. It will be able to overcome and extinguish all manner of suffering. There's no possibility that inflamed passion or anxiety could rise. Right now, we are not centered, so we cannot let go of suffering. Suffering is anxiety, trouble, strife. In our state of delusion, happiness is seen as pleasure, but this does lead to singularity ever. When you have reached the singularity, whatever suffering is, you will know as suffering. You will be able to cast aside suffering. You won't be fooled by happiness and pleasure won't intoxicate you. You will be centered. You won't be happy or discontent or confused. You won't suffer. Sati is one thing. The chitta is one thing. Sati cocoons the chitta. When they come together in this way, they become the heart, singularity. There is nothing more important than the heart. The chitta breaks out from the heart. If there is no heart, there is no chitta. Wherever there is a chitta, there is a heart. Wherever the heart is, that's where the chitta is. This is where you will find them. To all intents and purposes, they are defined in the same way. So why did the Lord Buddha call it the heart? Why did he call it the chitta? Explain that the heart is a singularity that does not go in flitting about. 
It has no evil or unwholesome thoughts. It does not think about merit or anything else for that matter. The heart is centered, and that's it. It has nothing. It does not think. It does not rationalize. It does not invent. It does not embellish. Because of this, it does not give rise to panya. Put this aside, of a moment, and stick with being centered. Whether panya arises or not is not the point. Before you reach the point of singularity, you have to use an enormous amount of panya. You have to investigate every aspect of every worldly theme with all the force that you can master. At this stage, panya has been used extensively. When every avenue has been exhaustively investigated, the singularity is entered. People think that the singularity has no panya, but in reality, panya has been used extensively in order to get there. Where centered, there is no activity. If you want to get a feel for what it is like to be centered, just try this exercise. Give it a go. Hold your breath for just a second. There's no activity. There is stillness and awareness of the stillness. There's no thinking or pondering, but there is an awareness that there is no thinking. There's no flitting about, going backwards and forwards. There's no consideration of what is wholesome and what is unwholesome at all. The one aware of the stillness, that is the singularity. That is the heart, but it's only momentarily there as we hold our breath. When you latch onto this, you will be able to say, "This is the heart." The time comes when this state breaks up. It becomes the chitta when it starts staggering about, thinking. Sati still envelops and tends to the chitta. The emphasis is then on washing away all unwholesome states. Relinquishing phenomena that lead to poor karmic results, that which is meritorious and virtuous must also be abandoned. Merit is no longer wanted. Unwholesomeness is not wanted. This allows you to reach the singularity again. If you still hold on to merit, you won't become centered. If you want for unwholesome states, then you won't become centered. It is when you give up both of these conditions that you become centered. So exercise panya extensively, and develop skillful ways of investigation until you reach the heart. It is natural for the heart and the chitta to engage with each other. The chitta enters the state that is the heart, but stays for only a short time, and then it is off again. It's of busying itself with things as is its wants, but if we have sati firmly established and aware of want is the heart and what is the chitta, when the chitta is naughty, chasing after various objects, we will comprehend what is happening. Comprehending here meaning to abandon whatever is no good. When you get rid of all that is no good. You revert to being centered again. When you practice samadhi bhavana meditation, if you practice in this manner often and consistently, 
You won't get exhausted racing off after the cheetah, which has no rest station, no break. Racing around does not work. Explore until all avenues of investigation has been exhausted. If you get this right, you will be back for more. Back to the heart. If you get this wrong, you will be running flat out in a gigantic way. No matter what, I want you to understand what it means to consistently reach the heart, achieving the peace and quiet associated with being at one is the best kind of work. Even if there is no panya, take whatever you can get. Accept this for the time being. Accept the peace and quiet. If you are steadfast in your practice, these things will happen by themselves. Have no fear. Don't be afraid that the chitta will stop thinking. Don't be afraid your imagination will be gone. Thinking, pondering and imagining, your understanding will keep pace with them if you have been able to reach the heart. This is the kind of work you have to put in to train in meditation. It doesn't matter whether it is Anapanasati, meditation on the breath, Maranasati, meditation on death, or Buddha, repetition of a mantra, or whatever meditation subject you use. Their purpose is take you to the heart. The purpose is to develop the protection of sati. If you cannot have sati protect the heart, or if the protection isn't fixed, it does not matter what else happens. It will be completely useless. When we only have one chitta associated with this body, it is the most important thing there is. Everyone across the world is the same each with their own citta. This is where all the turmoil comes from. If everyone looked after their own citta, there wouldn't be any turmoil. There would be nothing but contentment. If everyone cared for their own citta, had sati protected, this would be sufficient. The reason for turmoil, confusion and entanglement is a lack of understanding of our own heart. When we all cannot take care of our heart, there is greed and animosity cutting through everything. All this arises from the heart, just the heart. So what has the heart got? Does loba, greed, creep into the heart? How could loba get there? Where does dosa, anger, come into things? Does this reside in the heart? Is there moha, delusion, in the heart? I don't see where there is a short storage place for this in the heart. I don't see the heart as having substance. So what has it got? The heart is a void. It is empty. It has no substance. People think loba, dosa and moha are good things. But what is good about them? Anger, greed, delusion. The people think themselves wonderful because of this. They consider themselves to be a good person. But what is good about them? How can they be wonderful? All they have are troubles and strife. For example, our possession. Loba makes us greed for them. What is that all about? You want to eat, consume or use them. And what is 
it that makes use of this position. It is his body which gets large, fat and obese, isn't it? You don't see a problem with that, but old people are decaying by the day. The same is true for dosa and mana, conceit, pride. False views arise, but you think they are the real thing. You believe there is a self, a me, a them, incorporeality. Mana ditti, conceited false views, having arisen, are held on to stubbornly. What is this about? You don't see a problem with this. Does this corporal body not grow and expand? Is this now better, more special than the old one? Is this younger and prettier than the old one? Or what's the deal if the body is not more beautiful? If all you have is a sullen look, a disfigured face, or the countenance of a demon or the devil, isn't it better just to live a good life? Moha, delusion, is no different. Before loba can arise, there has to be a moha, delusion. After moha appears greed, animosity and misunderstanding occur. I implore you to investigate and see this for yourself. When you have managed to achieve this, job done. Moha, dosa, manaditi will cease. There will be a void empty of anything. You dwell indifferent to everything. Isn't this better? Get to the heart, the singularity. You will be happy, in good health, and nothing will threaten you. There will be no inconvenience wherever you go. You won't be attached to the world. People with dosa and manaditi are completely attached. They won't give in and will be troubled wherever they go. I implore you to investigate in this manner. If you examine things in the right way, in this way, your cheetah will converge and become the heart. That's it for now. Investigate in this way. This concludes the teaching of Sati Protects the Cheetah. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. You can also access a wider range of Dharma teaching in a variety of formats from our website, www.bdcu.org.au and www.dharmastream.org. If you have enjoyed our podcast and wish to support us, please follow the Patreon link to donate and offer your generosity. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.